Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Uh, i got to be honest with you. I have so much stuff going on here, kicking off this year, that the only thing keeping me going is excitement. Because otherwise, I mean, I am just not even, I can barely sleep. I'm working around the clock. I mean, betwixt getting this huge event uh, kicked off properly and, um, of course, uh, this TV series that I'm developing. And uh, plus, I'm getting all my ducks in a row to go back to Puerto Rico for the first time since this hurricane and see my property down there. And, uh, you know, it's just like, Gosh, it's, 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 there's so much stuff happening all at once that um, it is. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So I'm doing my best to, uh, you know, stay full of vitamins and, uh, you know, try to keep myself healthy. It's flu season. Wash my hands as frequently as I can, you know, all that kind of stuff to to, to make sure that I um, I stay in good shape as I just juggle all these things. And by the way, um, when it comes to the big event in Las Vegas, um, the the number one reason that I have not yet released the details is that uh, I do want to shoot a video of me talking about the event. And I've been so busy, I haven't gotten to do that. But I've, I've got a slot scheduled. I'm supposed to, to shoot that video tomorrow. And so I might be finally releasing details, let's just put it this way, probably within the next couple of days, because I'll shoot this video, got to, you know, process it, upload it, et cetera. So I'm thinking, you know, probably like Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll finally be revealing my extravaganza in Las Vegas that will take place May 16th, 17th, and 18th of 2018. And I only have 100 Spaces for this event. Can you believe that? 100 people will get to come to Vegas and spend three days with me, having their lives altered in amazing ways. So, that said, when I tell you, you if you're going to do something, if you're going to get out there and be a part of it, then you better hurry. Because already people have bought their tickets to be in Vegas. But anyway, so. Right now, even though it's the winter time here, is uh, is a notorious time for a lot of businesses because it's after the holidays and people have spent a, a lot of their money and uh, people don't want to go outside. And uh, I'm so fortunate. I mean, last night in Asheville, North Carolina, it was blowing snow. It was in the teens, and we still had 22 people who took the Haunted Asheville Ghost Tour. That is a walking tour on foot, (laughs) okay? I don't know what other kind of walking tour there is, but I just want to clarify that. People get out and walk around downtown Asheville uh, for two hours when it's blowing snow. I mean, I was downtown last night, and I could barely make it from one bar to the next one. So, boy, I admire these folks who get out there and, and do that, and I also admire... Tad McDivitt and Brian Block, some of my guides who will get out and deliver those tours under these circumstances. So anyway, um, also right now, uh, we're doing very, very well selling products all over the world. And last night, 
I uh, was not only in Asheville, I also drove to uh, another city to meet up with uh, my good buddy Mobius, Mr. Mobius, who, uh, I gosh, you know, partner in crime on so many missions I can't even, can't even describe. And uh, met with Mobius for a while, met with Maya, who is um, one of our backup guides on the Haunted Asheville Ghost Tours. And so, um, I hope it's okay I said that. So, you know, I always hate bringing up people's names and saying, you know, we got together at one place or another because, um, well, let me put it this way. I, I was meeting with uh, with one of my friends in Las Vegas, and I said, do you mind if I mention on my podcast that we had lunch today? And he says, no, of course not. Why would I mind? And I said, well, what if, what if, you already had lunch plans with another friend, and but you you knew that I was on a more limited schedule, and so you told your other friend a little white lie uh, to get out of that arrangement, so you could come have lunch with me instead, and then I get on the internet here through my podcast and blow the lid off of everything. Now, granted, I'm not just assuming that everybody in the world hears these podcasts, but, you know, he kind of chuckled and rolled his eyes a little bit at that, but that is the degree to which I consider other people's uh, possible situation. I guess that's the definition of being considerate. So uh, I do avoid that. And so on the other hand, sometimes I find that if I, um, if I do a podcast and I mention that I went out with a friend or whatever, and I don't mention that person's name, sometimes that comes across as offensive. It's like, oh, well, you didn't want to acknowledge that you were with me. So it's a weird situation to be in when you're delivering something that's just turned over in a public format like this to millions of people all over the world. But that said, it's out there. I met last night with Mobius. I met with Maya. We had a great conversation, as usual, and a topic came up that uh, I find fascinating, and I think that you'll find this interesting as well. You know, um, Mobius and I have a, a friend or whatever you want to call it. Oh, here we go again. Oh, gosh. Mobius and I know someone. <laughs> um who has a connection to Egyptology. Let's just put it that way. And that person sent us a pendant and said that the pendant contains a djinn. Now, do you know what a djinn is? Now, I'm not talking about the type you mix with tonic. <laughs> no, I'm talking about a genie, you know. Uh, they, I think, usually spell djinn J-I-N-N, or sometimes there's a D, like D-J-I-N or something like that. But um, what I'm really talking about here is a spirit. And this is what uh, this is what genie is all about. You know, the idea of the genie is connected to the idea of the jinn. And so we had this pendant that supposedly has this jinn inside of it. And the idea is you rub the thing and you make a wish. And guess what? You know, it's like Aladdin's lamp. The wish comes true, supposedly. 
And I, I gave this pendant, I guess I can say Mobius and I uh, gave this pendant to Maya as a gift. And, uh, but we told her, um, look, before you go rubbing on that thing, maybe you, know, you need to know a little bit more about the gin. And look, I'm not an expert on this subject. There are times when I'm about to do a podcast and I'll sit down for a couple of hours and I'll read up on something so that I can pass along some kind of clear information. Like I, you know, I play Alex Trebek, like, Oh, I've always known this, you know? Uh, but you know, well, on other occasions, I'm just sort of winging it, and that's what I'm doing right now. So I don't know all the details about the gin, but what I will tell you is that Mobius used a, a term that I found particularly interesting and insightful. Mobius said that these are spirits that also have the ability to interact with the physical world and are considered semi-demonic. So, yeah, that's a great term, semi-demonic. What the heck? How do you how do you uh, compartmentalize that one? And actually, I'm looking right now at Wikipedia. It says, uh, "Here's what they say: Jinn are supernatural creatures in early Arabian and later Islamic mythology and theology. They are not purely spiritual, but also physical in nature, being able to uh, interact in a tactile manner." with people and objects, and also subject to bodily desires, like eating and sleeping. Jinn are mentioned in Middle Eastern folktales and often depicted as monstrous or magical creatures, though jinn figments from such stories are typically considered to be fictional. So here we have this type of a being that um, blurs the lines a little bit, falls into a gray area. I like that. And because being, you know, born and and growing up here in the mountains of Western North Carolina, you kind of get this uh, mythology, if you want to call it that. There's angels and demons, okay? Angels are the good guys, demons are the bad guys. Just, you know, that's it. Stay away from the bad guys, go with the good guys. And yet you have all these nuances that people um, think about in other cultures. And the jinn or the genie falls into one of those areas of, of nuance. And uh, and frankly, even now, um, people are rethinking this whole idea of angels and demons and applying them more and more to this reference point of, of aliens. And, you know, are fallen angels a form of alien and are demons a form of alien and all that kind of thing? Because now we have a technological aspect that we didn't appreciate or, or, or quite understand before. It's like now, technologically, you can explain just about how anything is possible. I mean, the the moment somebody says, like, this is impossible, be like, have you ever read a book on quantum physics? End of discussion. Um, Unless you think quantum physicists are absolutely insane, then, uh, you know, they're they're telling us that anything is possible. And they, they have the math to prove it, so they say. I don't understand the math, but they say it works, and so I'm like, okay, fine. So if they have the math and they say anything is possible, okay, fine. So these beings that are hard to just classify as black or white 
have always sort of been there in this position of, you know, potential servant of man. And yet, um, when we think of the genie, we think that, oh, he's been trapped or she's been trapped or whatever, trapped in this container, this pendant, whatever it is. And when you rub it, the genie just comes out and goes, oh, yes, it's so nice to finally be released. That is all the reward that I need, that I got to be released. And so now, oh, please tell me, what can I do for you? I'll do anything for you just because you've released me. That's all I need. And that point of view does seem a little bit naive, doesn't it? Because I think it's possible, if we are to use our imagination and consider that maybe these beings have some reality, they might be very closely related to another description of beings that also stems from ancient Babylonia, uh, the demons, which of course eventually became sort of shifted into what we think of as demons. But here's the thing, daemons, based upon the research that I've done, which is not necessarily always in uh, congruence with the mainstream, daemons are, um, they are not always just evil. They just don't give a shit, you know? I mean, it's like, they they will pop up and say, uh, all right, what? can I do for you? And you say, well, here's what I need. And then they say, okay, well, now here's what I need. And the idea here is that you, I mean, you give them something and you don't understand why that something means anything to them, but you make some kind of a sacrifice. Now you might consider a good daemon to be something that just requires maybe some fruits and vegetables. So, and, you know, we live here, or most of us, I'm, I'm assuming, and listening to this podcast, uh, we live here in the United States where we are very rich compared to how people used to live. And so you think, what's the big deal about some apples and some bananas and some oranges? I can go to the grocery store and buy those for a few bucks. Well, back in the day, that wasn't so easy. So if you had some some fruits and vegetables, and you were willing, instead of eating those things, to just set them aside and essentially let them rot, but doing it with the intention that this is being fed upon by the energy of the daemon, that was a sacrifice. And you might consider what you got in return for that a good thing as long as you were wishing for something good. On the other hand, then there were daemons who would be like, well, you're going to have to give me some blood. You're going to give me some blood and some meat. And sometimes it might be more specific than that. It might be, I want a lamb's blood, or it could be, I want a human's blood. And and usually, if you were going to go out and you were going to do something or wish for something that was bad, like you wanted somebody dead or cursed or whatever, then you would have to hand over uh, a sacrifice that was sort of fitting. So again, blood, meat, bones, things like that because that's what you're trying to affect. And so this is where we have this idea like, eh, this is a slippery slope. And I find it interesting, after all these years of talking about wishing machines, occasionally I will get an email from somebody who says, I don't want to mess with wishing machines because 
I feel like this is like screwing around with the leprechaun. You know, it's like whatever you wish for is going to come out of your ass one way or another, and you might not like how it happens. It reminds me of that great uh, horror, if you will, short story called The Monkey's Paw, where the guy makes a wish for money on a monkey's paw, which is supposed to bring uh, wishes to fruition. And it ends up that his son gets killed and the factory comes and pays the exact same of money uh, and compensation. But I tell people, like, look, if that, if, if that were how it worked, I would have been dead a long time ago, like 15, 20 years ago. And so would a lot of other people that I know. It doesn't work that way. Fortunately, wishing machines and things like that, they work via um, what we, I think, um, I guess uh, the best term, if you're going to be an engineer, is to call it sympathetic resonance, that whatever you send out is what's going to come back to you. And so if you only send out something good, like a good intention, then it is only possible for something good to come back to you. It is impossible for it to come back any other way. And you can also look at that in physics as for every action, there is an opposite but equal reaction. So you don't have to worry about that stuff when it comes to wishing machines or any of these you know, products that I promote. Um, but, you know, if you go out and you're looking for blood, you want some, you know, you want somebody dead or something. Can you make that happen? Yes, you can. There is a dark side to the force. I wrote about it in depth in my book, Use the Force, a Jedi's Guide to the Law of Attraction. And, um, I mean, there is a way to send out a bad vibe that will, but the, the problem is eventually that bad vibe will come back to you. So why do you want to do that? It's a, it's a self-destructive thing. It doesn't make sense, but people get carried away and sometimes they just can't look down the road and see what the product of their actions are going to be. But this whole thing, going back to genies and jinn and demons and demons and all, takes a very interesting twist when you get into a topic that a lot of folklorists call true name. And the idea behind that is um, that these beings don't always just exist on their own and then come to you and, and offer you something. It is often more likely that you can actually create these beings to begin with by giving form to an abstract intention. And this is very similar to the Topa process, but the idea is that any um, package, if you will, of abstract information can be condensed into some type of a particular form, and once it receives a name, then it becomes real. This is a very interesting, good, juicy subject, and it's so good and juicy that I'm going to make you wait until my next podcast before I dig into it, because I have seen some pretty miraculous results from people who have every kind of problem you can imagine. 
whether it is a problem with their health or their wealth or their relationships or whatever. And I mean very specific things. People who have been able to overcome those problems by applying this philosophy of true name. Um, This is some weird stuff, but I guess, you know, that's why you listen to this podcast. You'll like the weird stuff, and I appreciate that you like the weird stuff. And, you know, that's why I do my best to record one of these on a daily or (laughs) somewhat daily basis for you. That's why it's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. I hope you'll share it with your friends. And if you want to subscribe, go to my website, joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P. Go to joshuapwarren.com. You'll find a link to it at the top of the homepage. You can also follow me on Twitter, and I will tweet when new ones are available as well. Um, oh, I, have, I, I, I want to talk about this right now, but it's too good. It's too good. I, I, I have to go off to a dinner meeting. So next podcast, I'll be telling you, Uh, more about this subject, and again, hopefully within the next couple days, I'll finally be ready to tell you about my big event in Las Vegas, and I hope I get to party with you there for three days. So that said, as usual, thank you for your interest. Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.